Welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is Chris Geiger, fellow member of the Nerdalogs. Chris came in to talk to me about one of his favorite things, Pokemon. Uh, and we get into the fact that he specifically loves the video game iterations of what that entails. Um, it, it was really funny to see Chris be so... Um, ashamed is too strong of a word, but maybe bashful uh, about how much he he really loves uh, Pokemon, and he gets into why he thinks that is uh, from, you know, early in his life until even recent years, um, you know, what a love of something that's traditionally considered uh, or even designed for children Um it means to someone who's older and still really enjoys it and gets a lot out of it and has been able to see how the entire uh, genre has grown and evolved. If, um, no pun intended, but I will claim that I enjoyed making it. Um, and at the top, we have a, a kind of general um, pertinent conversation about uh, nerd culture and and uh, the shaming of uh, things people love, more specifically claiming a, a higher amount of love for something and or a more true uh, version of being a nerd, uh, which we think is dumb and unfounded. But uh, you may have different opinions. Let us know. 405 Jaw Nerd. That's our podcast call in line. So participate in that in any way you'd like, uh, be it listening to the other podcasts on the Nerdalogs Network. That is the Nerdalogcast, Talking Games with Tim and Clayton, which we reference later on uh, in this episode, and Your Stories, of course, the first of the group. Um, speaking of your stories, there is a your stories event this Friday at C2E2 uh, that I will be at least attending, if not participating in, uh, and it will be my first time attending a Comic Con, which we kind of talk about at the top of this episode as well. Uh, but that's at two fifteen uh, at the McCorn. Mix Center downtown. If you are already planning on attending the conference, come check it out. Uh, we've booked some pretty cool guests so far and are still trying to reach out to some people uh, the closer we get to Friday. Um, coming up 
on starting May 23rd at the Public House Theater. The Nerdologues will be doing a show we've entitled to the Lord of the Wrigley, the Fellowship of the Cubs. This is a remounting of sorts of a show that we did last year that was my first show with the group. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun to continue the process of uh, what we know that show can be with uh, some extra time and a lot of performances. So we have adapted that script to, uh, you know, cut out some characters, add in some new characters, add some fun ideas that we may not have gotten to carry uh, in the first time around. Um, And we're so, so thrilled uh, to really start plugging that show as much as we can because we're really proud of uh, what we uh, know it will be Um, and what it, you know, was last year. We liked it enough to really want more people to see it. Uh, So come check that out Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays from May 23rd through June 29th. That is many shows, uh, so I would really love everyone within the sound of my voice to be able to make it out to that. Uh, if you dig what I do on this podcast or what any of, I mean, really any of the guests, but especially the other members of the Nerdalogs, uh, have had to talk about, um, this is a production of that group. This is representative of, the kinds of things that we like to uh, promote and explore as as a sketch group. And uh, I would love for um, as many people to come experience that as possible because it's just, uh, it's a labor of love, but at the same time, we just love being able to share what we do with people. And we can't do that if, if people don't come check it out. So... Uh, here's my official announcement and uh, plug one for the Lord of the Wrigley. Put it on your calendars. Come check it out. It's going to be a blast. Uh, aside from that, my traditional show plugs continue of uh, Reagan and Reagan every Friday night at the One Group Mind Theater and at 8 o'clock and Squall. Uh, every Wednesday for the rest of April and all of May at the Playground Theater at the corner of Belmont and Halstead, also at 8 o'clock. So lots of run opportunities to come see MBSing in the flesh. MBSing? I mean, just MBS. There will be an opportunity to see MBSing in the flesh in the near future, though. Boom! A teaser for another announcement to come uh that's more than enough of that please enjoy some poke talk with chris geiger can you talk about what the dungeons flagons meeting was about oh yeah uh so we are in the art phase Ooh. yeah so we're going to see two so part of us going to see two this weekend is we're gonna walk around and look at different artists cool. that are there. Shop it around? Yeah. That's see, awesome. See if anyone's style catches our eye, you know? So we were sitting down tonight, like, kind of ha- hammering home, like, 
what kind of what art style needs yeah, to be. What, what kind of style we we're looking for. You That's know? cool. I think we kind of landed on mostly comic booky sort of, mm-hmm. you know, not high fantasy art. I wouldn't know. have even realized or thought about the fact that that's one of the reasons that that expo would exist. Right. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Well, they have a whole artist alley. Right. right. That's what they're do- there to do is basically show their portfolio. And, uh-huh. uh, I mean, a lot of those conventions are for networking That's for those artists. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Because I mean, this is, I'm a super convention newbie. So, yeah. uh, that's awesome. Well, this, the big studios are there, like DC, Marvel, mm-hmm. all of them are there. Mm-hmm. And they send people around to take a look at any of That's their, really cool. You know? I mean, most of those people are on the radar anyway. Uh, I went to a scientific convention a few weeks ago at McCormick, and I guess it seems similar in the sense that the big hitters have super huge booths, and they send people around, they're showing off all their cool shit, but they're yeah. also like, oh man, this yeah. small startup company also has cool things. Yeah. That we should be interested in. Yeah. So that's, that's like the only thing I have to compare to it. <laughs> well, stick with us, Mary Beth. We're going to show you the ropes. It was called PitCon. It's a very PitCon. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's Is called the acronym? Pittsburgh Conference. Oh, okay. No, okay. I, I think it must have. I don't know if it started in Pittsburgh. I have no idea why it's called the Pit- Pittsburgh Conference. As yeah. far as I know. It is not held in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> they have started there. Is it was it in Chicago? Yeah, and it's it, called the PitCon. Uh, so okay, doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I stood in a booth and told a bunch of people about what I do and my job, and I wandered around a little. But so you guys had a booth too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. uh, it was cool. Um, every time it's in Chicago, where I work, has a booth. Yeah. Just because we can, you know, drive yeah. down and right. set up set and a, stuff like set that. Yeah. 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 I mean, which is where C two E two is, right? Yeah. Okay. And C two E two. I mean, it's all they're all the same. Like, fundamentally, all the conventions are the same. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Like, even the video game conventions are the same. You have the big booths advertising their wares for, like, all the people. It just depends on what the the focus or whatever the conference is. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're still having meetings. Like, at the hotels around the conventions, Mm -hmm. those companies have, like, whole floors where they have meetings with people. So, you know, like, uh, game developers, especially at, like... E3, for example, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they'll have whole floors of like hotels and people are just giving them pitches. Like they're, they're like heads of companies sitting in a hotel room and like people will come up and give them pitches. And That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. It, it seems like it makes everything so much more accessible right. to, you know, the community that would be interested as artists right. or creatives or whatever, yeah. as opposed to just a bunch of people sitting in offices you know, yeah. wondering how they could get people's ideas. <laughs> it seems unique, though, yeah. in the sense that, um, you know, what other aspects of the entertainment industry really operate that way, right. aside from these? Not really. I mean, pretty much all of them, I imagine, have some sort of convention. Mm-hmm. You know, like, even, like, the motion pictures industries have, like, conventions for, like, 
you know, crew and stuff like that, sure. you know, for like that new equipment sense. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Anytime where you can gather all of those people <laughs> in one place, right? To all do really specific things. Yeah. 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 It was funny. It was interesting. It makes me think of, um, I read a thing on Sean Kelly's, uh, blog yeah. recently, uh, member of improvised Star Trek, Sean Kelly, um, where he was saying that there are no fake geeks, mm-hmm. uh, and he gets very, uh, tired of people making that claim Mm -hmm. but one of the things he mentioned cited as like a reason that he doesn't believe there are any fake geeks is that san diego's comic-con has become one of the hugest of its kind period you know talking about all of those different industries and all of filmmaking and all of that it's just a huge entertainment convention regardless of whether you consider it a comic-con right. or whatever there's just you know it's all it's all the, the line is so blurred right it's like it's just a mess right it's everyone just kind of shuffling you know you know pushing their wares for mm-hmm. everybody to see mm-hmm. you know and uh he also cited a the way he opened it was with 10 the top 10 highest grossing films of all time yeah which now include you know the Dark Knight, uh, <laughs> Avengers, yeah. Iron Man 3, yeah. uh, for the specifically, uh, that genre related films, but you also have Avatar, right. uh, uh, Skyfall, yeah. a few other, pretty much the other half of the list. Oh, yeah. uh, one of the Lord of the Rings films yeah. is, uh, still super quote unquote nerdy <laughs> fair. So, <laughs> He basically just, you know, was uh, pitting that uh, anyone who wants to be into that stuff shouldn't be shunned for not being a real geek. <laughs> and I know that's something that the Nerdalogs... Yeah, we talk about all well. the time, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to... Uh, I was going to repost it from the Nerdalogs account, and I never got around to it. Because I don't think yeah. we ever did, and it's definitely... Yeah totally aligns with everything yeah. the group stands for. I think I had a mon- uh, I had a monologue about that uh, in the show um, a long time ago, uh, before Joe and all of them were in the Nerdalogs, uh, mm-hmm. because Alex had a monologue for a long time that was uh, You're Not a Nerd. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember was... you guys talking to me about that when I did my monologue about baseball. Right. He used to have this monologue uh, and it's like it was like how we opened our show for a long time. Mm-hmm. That was just like I think yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, it was like you're not a nerd, and you know, like it was about like this. He was at a uh, what is it? A Whole Foods, uh-huh. and <laughs> this woman behind him was uh, talking to this, her friend, and she's like, "I'm such a nerd about wine." <laughs> And he lost his mind in that Alex uh, way that he does, yeah, right? right. And, and that's where that whole monologue came from. Uh, and then uh, uh, I wrote a monologue for our Second City show, or when we did it at Skybox. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted to make the Skybox show more accessible for more people. That was the, I think that was the first neurologue show I ever saw. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we wanted to make it more accessible for people because we were, uh, were getting like people that were not quote-unquote nerds mm-hmm. coming to our show and so i wrote a monologue that says you are a nerd 
uh, parentheses or how Chris Geiger devil advocates uh, <laughs> Alex Talavera. I love it. <laughs> and, I love it. And so it was just... I think that's probably the school I'm in, too. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. former guests of the show Alex Talavera yeah. very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. And it was all about, like, you know, uh, you like what you like. It was basically uh-huh. the, the awesome dude saying, right. you like what you like. <laughs> you know? yeah. And that's pretty awesome if you think about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I think... So I think Joe specifically cited a line in my uh, baseball monologue that was something to the effect of, like, uh, I had listed a bunch of things that I do as a result of my baseball fandom. And right. was like, if that doesn't sound nerdy, you're just not listening. <laughs> right. Uh, I follow 162 yeah. games yeah. in some yeah. way. Yeah. Watch, listen, watch box scores, yeah. like... Uh, scroll by on my phone right. or whatever, text with my brother and my dad about it in some way. Yeah. Uh, watch them live. 162 games. That is the, obsessive. The the whole the whole idea of it is fucked. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like the whole the whole the whole thing about nerdiness is fucked, right? Uh, I mean, uh, my parents uh, who are my dad just turned uh, the sexiest of ages, 69. <laughs> yeah. 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 Happy, happy, fun age. Yeah, he just turned 69 on. Uh, God, it feels Shout weird. Shout out to Chris's sexy dad. <laughs> it feels gross saying that age is 69, right? Yes, uh, it does. Yeah, uh, yes. he just turned that age on Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. That's past Saturday. Happy and, belated birthday. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> so they're older, and <laughs> they love... The Marvel movies so much. That's funny. They love them so see, much. See, my parents that can don't. don't e- I have to tell them when they should see a uh, yeah. kind of nerdy fair. Basically, oh. I have to be like, you guys have to see, you know, the Dark Knight or yeah. whatever it is that I know they'll enjoy. Yeah. Uh, My parents, (laughs) full-on retired. They've watched all of Doctor Who now. Wow. I've not even watched Doctor Who. Yeah, me neither. And they got it through the weirdest way because they started watching... They watched watched, uh, Torchwood. Oh, They really watched Torchwood, and they were like, oh, so this character came from this show. And then they watched all of Doctor Who. That is bizarre. I bought them Battlestar Galactica for Christmas. It'd be like watching Angel and then watching Buffy. Right. It feels so backwards. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I got into Firefly because I watched Serenity. Yeah. Well, I mean so, that makes a yeah. little more sense. Yeah. In, uh, in like the grand scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like the line is blurred, uh-huh. right? My parents, I would never consider. I mean, my you could kind of consider them nerds. Uh-huh. My dad is a, a rocket scientist, so I mean, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. we have a piece of the space shuttle in our house. So like, <laughs> he's kind awesome. of like the old school nerd, right? 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 But, right. Yeah. But he's not like an entertainment nerd. You know? I do think we're totally in a new era of what all that means and it's right. i think it's exciting it's i think cool. it's cool yeah and, uh sean made a really another point that i super love the point that he kind of brought the whole post home with is that uh if you insult someone for you know only liking uh the uh tv series of game of thrones and not having read any of the books mm-hmm. or only liking superhero movies and not having read any comic books and right. just like 
pick at them, that then makes you the bully. Right. Like, you are the person that you used to stand up to or isn't try that, to. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. Isn't that fucked yeah. up? Yeah. That is happening. And it's all rampant. O- it's happening yeah. all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's happening all over the place. Uh, and from people that you wouldn't expect, right? Uh-huh. It's, it's like the power... I, I remember I had that feeling once. I, uh-huh. I literally had that feeling once, uh, uh, and I... I think that was like one of the turning points for me as a nerd. I, it was probably close to around when I wrote that monologue, actually, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, actually I wrote I actually wrote a monologue about that in one of the early nerdlog shows. Oh, so cool. Separately, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was about how the things that uh, we loved growing up are now mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and my examples of this were Iron Man and Walking Dead. Cool. Uh, because I read Walking Dead. As a comic book, when it first came out, how long ago was that? Uh, two thousand three. Okay. Or no, two thousand four or five. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I was reading it when they were first coming out. <sighs> you know, I'm thinking like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, this ground, like this, this story is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I read it for years, mm-hmm. years and years and years. And, you know, I would uh, hang out with friends and I'd be like, you need to read this comic book. It's amazing. And then mm-hmm. you're like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. Who c- I'm not going to read this zombie comic book. I'm not right. going to read this comic book. <laughs> and it just sort of falls away and becomes like that thing you turn and inward. You liked, and you, and you like, and you yeah. try to reach out, but no one wanted to. So you're like, fine, it's mine. It's uh-huh. mine. This is only mine and no one else can have it. Uh-huh. And then flash forward, you know, like you eight, nine years. And then all, you get possessive and it builds and in like nine years, the TV show comes out, and everyone, Walking Dead, Walking Dead, yeah. Walking Dead, everyone talks about Walking Dead, uh-huh. right? And <laughs> you all of a sudden feel like your doors are open. Mm-hmm. Right? You're like, I can talk to everyone about Walking Dead. Not necessarily, Dead though. <laughs> Not necessarily. The, 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 it's different. It's like being a hipster. Right. It's like being a hipster nerd. Uh-huh. It's less about being able to talk to people about it and more about being like, well, I tried with you guys. Right. Why now? Right. You so know? that's, yeah, I think that's the disconnect. It's yeah. like, why not be super fucking stoked cool. that other yeah. people are into the thing that you tried to get people right. into? Exactly. Just shove your bitterness aside. Exactly. And embrace that other people dig it. Exactly. And that was the turning point that I had to have. Yeah. You know? That was the reflection that I had to have in that moment because it was yeah. like, because uh, I was super bitter about that shit. Mm-hmm. I really was. I mean, it, it was mean. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, I was like, well, fuck. I liked Walking Dead a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and now everyone likes it. Well, mm-hmm. but now I'm like super jazz, right? right. Uh, you know, like when my parents got into Walking Dead, I bought them the compendium uh, of comic books cool. for Christmas. Yeah, you know? it's like, yeah. cool. You guys like this? You might like this, and they uh, loved it. You that's know? awesome. Uh, Iron Man's the same way. Mm-hmm. Iron Man was this character that no one really even gave a shit about for mm-hmm. so long, and then Robert Downey Jr. nails it in a movie, and everyone's like, Iron Man this, Iron Man that. Right. right? Yeah. And that's awesome. My, so I think I, that's where a lot of that comes from. I, it's totally... Yeah. I think it's really understandable. You yeah. know, no, I'm not going to sit here and go... Uh, come on, guys, you're wrong. Don't be so uppity. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. there's totally, there's a certain amount of pride and a certain amount of, like, uh, the type of person who would get so defensive about that is someone who is so into the things that they like that they that they want to be the best at liking them. Right. You know, it, that I think so much of it comes out of that just as much as it's, like, uh, I think... There's a lot more of that than there is just like, no, you can't like this because I like it or well, something like that. I mean, it's kind of like the fault of 
it's the thing that you and I and everyone in the neurolog struggles against all the time, right? Which is this idea of uh, people turning inward, yeah, right? Because we're all about trying to get people to reach out, right? You know? And we're like trying to reach out to people and right. bring them together, you yeah. Know? And like our like the instinct for so long has been to turn inward. Uh huh. We go to the conventions to collaborate with people who feel the exact same way as us Mm -hmm. and feel the same way about the things that we like the same way that we do, Mm -hmm. you know, and you form that language and you form that connection with people. And not that that's like a hundred percent, that doesn't excuse like the people being assholes, Mm -hmm. but that's like where they're coming Coming from. from. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when the doors fly open. You know, new people coming into it are might as well be orcs storming home. You know, yeah, they're like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, yeah. It's like you're shining a light on them, and these are people who don't want the light shone on them because it like reflects all of the everything that's happening. Always, yeah, uh, repressed. Yeah, there's deep, (laughs) deep emotional shit happening on all those people. Not Uh, meaning that they, I mean, they should definitely stop being assholes, right? And they should stop being really repugnantly sexist and misogynist, uh, oh, you know? And for like, sure. Yeah, they, they should be, all of those things should go away. Yeah, that's, but, a, uh, Sean mentioned that as yeah. well, that like, he hates that it's more often aimed at females than yeah. males, but, uh, it's, you know, a general problem overall. Yeah. Uh, I think the segues nicely into your topic. Uh, my guest today is Chris Geiger. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> shit. When, so, do you, when do you usually start? these things like when do, when do you usually cut like, um it depends i always just feel it oh uh like i'll probably you, include most of that oh okay yeah wow. if not all of it wow yeah it's i like long, i know long intro but it's all uh it's all re- relevant yeah. you know it may yeah. not be exactly on topic but right. it's still an interesting conversation yeah. and yeah. like i said i feel like it is a part of the conversation we're about to have sure. <laughs> especially <laughs> because before i started recording you're like ah, this thing is so dumb it is. It's so dumb <laughs> what i love about this what i love about this way of uh, podcasting is because like with the nerd log cast it's like we go like one, two, three, right, and, recording. and hello, yeah. welcome to the podcast. You know, right. it's like you have that podcasting voice, uh-huh. and there's like no podcast voice here. It's uh-huh. just like, I, I like easing <laughs> into it. Yeah. It feels it feels like just two buds hanging out. <laughs> I mean, we slanging beers, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> smoking the dude, <laughs> watching the boo. Yep, yep. Uh, we have the luxury of uh, knowing each other well. Yeah, uh, but I don't always have that luxury. So I, yeah. I always just like feel out whether it's someone that yeah. I feel like I need to have a lot of conversation with before right. I launch into this is my guest. This yeah. is what they'll be talking about. And that's definitely right. something that's happened along the way. Really right. early on, I was like, uh, it was kind of a mix between yeah. starting without the person knowing and yeah. just being like, okay, and we're recording now. <laughs> okay, and this is the, you know, it always just feels nicer to just have it be a conversation first yeah. before you try to force it into being something it's not. Right. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like to see. <laughs> As the producer of said podcast, <laughs> now I know the process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I usually just feel it out, and I end up enjoying so much of what gets talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
on mic and off mic. Right. There's sometimes where before I start recording and or after I stop, yeah. I'm like, man, that would have been a great part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just, you know, like yeah. encompassing all of it. Uh, yeah. So Chris was one of the founders of the Nerdalogs. And a current member with me and a bunch of other people who have been on the podcast. Yeah. Why am I like, point. I'm like the last one. That is far from true. <laughs> uh, at this point with current Nerdlogs members, it's, I think it's exactly half and half yeah. that have been on versus haven't. Yeah. And most of it, and uh, with the exception, yeah. Yeah. So it's like Claire and Claire, Eric, Eric and, and Alex. Alex. Yeah. That's it. So, less than half yeah. uh, have been on of the... Uh, cool. Well, I'm turning the corner. So, last my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does, it does feel kind of like cheating in yeah, a way, doesn't it? it does. Yeah. Um, and, but I don't, I don't ever think of it like that. I knew you were interested in doing it. Yeah. And I... You know, try to get in people that I know I want to do it when I feel like I I have the opportunity to right. talk to them. Whereas with you guys, I'm like, oh, yeah. hey, Whenever the do time, you yeah. want to do this with me tomorrow <laughs> night? Cool, thanks. <laughs> That's like uh, Stephanie's going to be on at some point for right. sure, and I I talk about her in. I don't know, every other episode. Every <laughs> Almost episode, every, think, episode. every episode. Uh, and I know she's going to... She's literally been in one of the intros before. I was like, hey, Steph, I got to record an intro for the podcast. Want to do it with me? <laughs> it was really early on, but it was still hilarious. You guys and, are so cute. Uh, she's my best friend. I know. <laughs> <laughs> is your mom's name Stephanie? She is, yeah. 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 Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, and we, we sussed that out, didn't we? We sussed that yeah. out at Joe's birthday party? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of... A lot of weird connections there, <laughs> name wise. Uh-huh. Uh, was it? You, you didn't have a. You didn't have someone related to you named Nick, right? Uh, no. Okay, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I have my brother's name was Nathan, and Nate, Nate Bechtel was also right. That's that right. Was, That's where it was. Right, it was yeah. We drew a complete circle. That's right. Uh, well, it's cool. I'm glad to be here. This is yeah. fun. Yeah, uh, so Chris is yeah. going to be talking to me about his love oh, of Pokemon. I, God, I just didn't even want you to say it. You I'm going to say Pokemon so many times <laughs> in this episode, so might as well get a lot of them out now. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. <laughs> uh, so here's a question to start out with. Yeah, sure. Pokemon or Pokemon? Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, right. the Same. accent's on the E, right? Right. It's Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like when when someone just casually talking mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. those not in the know, right. you're going to hear a lot of Pokemon. Interesting. <laughs> uh, the In Japan, it's called Pocket Monsters. Uh, it literally, yeah, literally <laughs> is Pocket Monsters. Yeah. I knew that was it, the translation. Yeah. yeah they change, and then they change it to Pokemon. I believe I could. There's probably some neckbeard out there who's gonna like <laughs> sniper bowl with me. But I believe, <laughs> like, I, it's it, it is Pokemon. They made it Pokemon in the states, and then that came back over. Okay, like, that's interesting. Yeah, like if you look at any like anything that has like uh, Pokemon stuff on it, it's oh, it's just Pocket Monsters. It says Pocket Japan. Monsters. Yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah. That it, in the U.S. market, they're like, ah, give it. Give it a super Japanese name. <laughs> yeah, well, it was. It's not even Japanese. Pokemon. I, mean, I guess it goes the Mon part of it. Yeah. Uh, 
I think it was more because like pocket monsters just didn't sound good. Yeah, I think they it had like sounds... it's like the, it's like creepy crawlers or something like that. Weird. It was out earlier in that uh-huh. and stuff. All those little weird things. Creepy it, crawlers. It's the things that you made. You baked like in a that oven. Boys easy yeah. bake oven. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so it just kind of like felt like that sort of thing. I think. Gotcha. And they wanted to make it. Differentiate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he had Digimon. You had Digimon after that, yeah. Right. I made Digimon this is, this is Digimon like a response? Uh, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> I never played Digimon, actually. I mean, I, I didn't either. Yeah. I had some of the. I'm here to talk about Pokemon. Okay, well, I had some Tamagotchis <laughs> and some... Uh, there was, was a Pokemon, Digipets there was a Pokemon like Tamagotchi. There was a Pikachu one. I think I remember that. I killed that. mine accidentally. Oh. Well, because you had to like walk it. <laughs> and, uh, and the idea was that it would you would move, you would walk, and it would like get kinetic uh, charge because it's Pikachu. You uh-huh. know? And then if you didn't take it out, I, I actually ran it to death because uh, <laughs> I left it in. <laughs> also, this is really embarrassing. I had I had it when I had a car. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so uh, I would leave it in the car door of my car, and the vibration of the car would simulate it walking, right? <laughs> and it just walked itself to death. Like it was just, it just walked. So it's something where you're supposed to shake it. Yeah. So you would like, you would like take. It's one of those like, you know, get out get and stuff. Kids you know? to yeah, run yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and which there's a lot of like stuff like that. And like that uh, is hilarious. Yeah. And I would keep it in my car door, and it would just walk them. Yeah. Uh, well, let's step back a few years from that point yeah. in your love of oh, Pokemon, Pokemon, and uh, what was the inception of your love for it? Uh, well, pretty easy enough. It was uh, when it came out. The game came out like uh, when I was in middle school, so I was like, a, uh, I guess I was in seventh grade or eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seventh grade, I think. Yeah, came out. That sounds about right. Yeah. Because I, I was definitely in, like, late elementary school yeah. when I started playing it. Yeah. Seventh grade, I had uh, me and my friend Sean, <laughs> uh, we both went out and got it. We heard it was supposed to be super fun, mm-hmm. you know. Uh he got the Pokemon Red. I got Pokemon Blue. As as yeah. you do. Yeah. I and had Red, and my brother had Blue and Yellow. Yeah. And we... Played that game nonstop <laughs> for about a year and a half. Because you had to catch them all. I, and I did. I literally caught them all uh, in that game. I, I even hacked it to get Mew and like Who the glitch Pokemon and everything like that. I, uh, I had a friend uh, who I rode the school bus with to um, my, like... I think it must have been a summer camp or something like that, because mm-hmm. I didn't ride the school bus during the school year. Uh, so I think it was either to a specific, like, GT class, like a gifted yeah. and talented class, or just to, like, a summer program. I think it was a summer program, who yeah. was like, oh, you're playing Pokemon? Let me borrow it, and I will, like, yeah. hack a bunch of things for you. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I didn't know. I wasn't nerdy enough to right. really... Uh, delve into like all figure that. Figure it out yourself. And all yeah, that. yeah, but uh, but he did it and then gave it back to me, and then I played yeah. the rest of the game. Oh man, when we when we hacked our games, it was like <laughs> the sweatiest, the sweatiest <laughs> you've ever been. 
because you could corrupt the save file and you could lose everything. Oh. You know? So so and we were like following a guide uh-huh. off, off of like like early AOL internet. Dialogue. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what and I was so, just thinking. Yeah, was, like we had printed it point. out. We had printed out the guide offline. Uh-huh. We were up in my in like the uh, family room of my house, uh-huh. you know, and we were just following the step by step guide. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, that uh, I was the guinea pig, so uh-huh. Sean wasn't going to do it on his until <laughs> I did mine first. And I was like, you know, but I really want Mew, so I was like, we're doing this, well, you, you know. How and, how had you already beaten the game at that yeah, point? Okay. Yeah. I was so I, I played this game so much like I played it everywhere like mm-hmm. uh, we weren't allowed to bring him to school because I went to school in Mississippi um, but like I, <laughs> as I, you went to school in Mississippi huh how was that uh, well it's just because it was like you know super oh, like you know we we had mesh book bags right that that's sort what of school I thought, you know it was I like thought that was yeah uh, they were like super weird. afraid of everything yeah you know? okay um, like, uh, and <laughs> they, they thought everything was they thought everything was satanic uh and including pokemon i get it uh, okay <laughs> Go I, on. I remember so in the game uh i don't know how much you've played of it uh yeah i've you, I, I beat be, yeah so I you know pokemon the Red. so you know the elite four like yes. the final four that you i'm play. familiar right i beat them while so my brother was going to college at university of alabama mm-hmm. and he was playing in the marching band and this was before i cared about football or mm-hmm. else i wouldn't have realized the irony of this we went up to the uh, to university of alabama to watch my brother play during halftime oh, cool. so we went to a, an alabama football game this is before like saban era like, yeah this was like you know yeah the best thing that they had going for them was that they had sean alexander oh like, for sure yeah. when we were growing up was yeah. far from the heyday yeah. of alabama football. so we were at so we were at the campus that I would later go to for college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I was walking with my parents, not even paying attention to anything around me. I was so engrossed playing the game that I beat the elite four at the Alabama <laughs> football game, not watching the game, <laughs> which is poetic. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> and I think what's great about that is like, if you know me, you know how much I love Alabama football, uh-huh. and like I probably should have done an MVSing on Alabama football. I mean, but like, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like both could yeah. have been viable yeah. topics, right? Uh, but Alabama football was happening, and I was playing Pokemon at the game and not paying attention to the absolutely game. Absolutely poetic. Yeah, and you were pr- thirteen-ish, yeah, or yeah, twelve like, or thirteen. Yeah, 12 13, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, Man, yeah, we fell hard into it. Um, how how long uh, do you remember how much time passed before? So you beat the game and then yeah. you caught them all, correct? Yes. Uh, how how much more time do you think you spent uh, on those? Uh, well, so so here was so here was the the kind <laughs> of like the Pandora's box, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, was that so with the with hacking the game? Uh, uh-huh. You could duplicate Master Balls. Right. Easy. Yeah. And you could have unlimited Master Balls. Mm-hmm. And a Master Ball, for those who are listening that don't know, <laughs> uh, you could catch a Pokemon without ever doing anything. You just throw the Master Ball and it catches it. Right. Normally you have to beat them up a little bit and then... Because otherwise yeah, they can get out. Otherwise yeah. they'll get out. So you have to beat them up and you have to use like different types of balls to catch them. But then if you kill it, you can't catch it. It's yeah, terrible. It's, it's really... Yeah, it's tough, right? Uh, so when I... I didn't, 
So we started work thinking about like hacking the game before we had caught them all. Okay. And we had just beaten the Elite Four. Okay. And we had the instructions on how to duplicate the Master Balls. Mm-hmm. And I sat there. <laughs> I sat there <laughs> looking at how to do it uh-huh. as if I had like a glass of scotch in my hand and like was smoking a cigarette looking over the atom bomb. Like, right. but, you know, like, like it was like, so. This is it. Yeah. And, and like I, I, I seriously, for like three days, I think, I went back and forth on whether or not I should do it. Really? Because I was, I felt guilty for You're some reason. Hovering over, yeah, the over like, that over is like, hilarious. trying to do it, and yeah. then eventually I decided that I would catch them honestly. I would do it the real way, you know. And then you, would, and then, okay. and then I would get the master balls later to that catch like is, duplicates. Uh, uh, noble of you. Yeah, and so I caught all 150. It took me probably. Uh, Two months of in and out playing, mm-hmm. which is nothing compared to the fact that I uh, probably like two years ago caught almost all 498 <laughs> Pokemon that exist in the game today. Oh, uh, in which version was that? Uh, that was uh, Heart Gold. Okay, was, see, I don't even know what that yeah, means. Right? <laughs> I have it's, no idea. The world has changed. <laughs> no, <laughs> the world has changed. Nothing to yeah, me. yeah. I got I as well have said Ruby, any other... Emerald, Sapphire. Sure. Are those all things? Yes. Okay. So, so, the, so there's so they're separated by generations. Uh-huh. Is this interesting at all? I don't know. Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So the games are separated by generations. This is exactly. This is exactly what we should be talking okay. about. <laughs> okay. Cool. I I, I, I hesitate only because it's like I could again I could talk about. Pokemon for days, That's but I don't idea. know what is actually interesting about it. I just sure. know I could talk about it. Uh, right. Like, uh, so they're, they're separated in multiple generations. There's gener- uh, the red and red and blue and yellow, mm-hmm. which is the Pikachu version mm-hmm. uh, of red and blue, mm-hmm. is generation one. Mm-hmm. And then generation two is gold and silver and crystal. Okay. Uh, which were both for the original Game Boy. Right. Uh, so it was just another region called the Janto region. The first game takes place in the Kanto region. So they all take place in different regions okay. of like this overall world. What's the world called? Uh, Does it have one? Yeah, not really. Uh, there's no real. I mean, it's ostensibly Earth. Sometimes I think it's even called Earth in the anime, but the anime is not canon. So, okay. well, it's its own canon. It's not game canon. Interesting. So, yeah, man, it gets wild. Do different people produce the two? They, I mean, well, well so the, is this? It's is the same parent the company. Still being made? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, they're they're in. How many seasons are there? Uh, sixteen, sixteen or seventeen. It's one of the longest running television shows. Wow. Yeah, it has. I never ever would have guessed. It that. has like I think it has like eight or nine major motion pictures. One of that which one movie actually their last movie was released. Uh, they released two movies at the same time that were the exact same movie except featured a different antagonist. So there were Whoa. there were sections of the movie that were like I would say 75% of the movie was exactly the same and 25% of the movie was completely different but with like or was different but with minor uh, crossover. And they released both of them at the like... same time. What? Yeah, they That's released them crazy. the same day. What are yeah. they called? Uh, it's Pokémon Black and Pokémon White. Uh, it's Pokemon, yeah, like wow. the, the versions of those. those uh, have you seen most of the cartoon? Um, no, no. How? I've, I've, I've really over never... under on episodes of Pokemon you've seen. I watched, I watched, uh, so, all right. 
Uh, so the, the, the games the games are broken up by generation, right? Uh-huh. So there's generation one, generation two, there's generation three, which is ruby, sapphire, and emerald, uh-huh. uh, and then there's just generation four, which is diamond, pearl, and uh, platinum, uh-huh. and then there's generation five, which is black and white, and black two and white two, okay. and then there's generation six, which is X and Y. And there's Where's, also, and then heart there's gold? Enough, heart gold and soul silver came out between diamond, pearl, and platinum, and between generation four and five. Okay, as a as a reboot of generation two. So they're like Lion King one and a half. Yeah, well, they they took generation two, which a lot of people didn't play, and updated it to the modern style. Yeah, and then the television show is broken up by leagues, so. Like, when you go to fight the Elite Four, you're going mm-hmm. to the Pokemon League, mm-hmm. right, of that region, mm-hmm. and that's its own league. So, like, the okay. Kanto League is the Indigo League. So, uh, the first season of Pokemon is referred to as the Indigo League. Okay. Right? Because that's Ash going to God, do... All of this fills up, like, pages and pages of wikis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's And what's the worst thing about it is that... I have, like, instant recall on almost all of this information, <laughs> and yet I forget where my keys are sometimes. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> like, I have to, before I leave the house every day, I have to check my pockets to make sure the keys are in my pockets. But I could tell you <laughs> that the first season of Pokemon is the Indigo League. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, uh, how many... So you watched early seasons, I would guess. Yeah, I watched the first season. The, uh, so some of the seasons of Pokemon split the leagues up. Okay. Um, and also the second season of Pokemon even takes place in a region that doesn't exist in the games. Whoa. In a league that doesn't exist in the games. Uh, are there are there purists who that bothers? <laughs> like- uh, I, I wouldn't. I'm probably as pure as you could get. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me. Right. Uh, there's things that happen in the anime that do not happen in the game, and there's things that happen in the game that don't happen in the anime. So they're just two separate They're just pieces. two things. The crossover. two separate pocket monsters. They really are. Like, <laughs> uh... Have you played... How many of each of the generations of the game have you played? Uh, I have played every generation... With the exception of Generation 2, but I played Heart Gold, oh, which is still Generation 2, just right, redone. Right, the reboot. Yeah. So, just like one game from each of those yeah. generations? Well, I well, not, tech, uh, not, not all, not all of, them. of them. Generation 1, I played only blue. Uh, Generation 2, I didn't play. Generation 3, I played uh, Emerald. Um, Generation 4, I played Diamond and Platinum. Generation 5, I played... Uh, black and black version two, and then Pokemon I love X. everything about this. Um, how <laughs> it's like you're it's like you're getting like blackmail. I know. Oh, no, it's just like I love it because I would yeah. never. I mean, I knew you were a fan of Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Sure. I knew you were someone who had continued to play all yeah. the games. Yeah. You know, like I said, I played. Red. I beat the Elite Four. I didn't get all... I just, like, didn't care enough to spend enough time on it. It was something I did on car rides and uh, bus rides and stuff like that. And that's mainly how it exists for me, too. Mm -hmm. It just always exists for me. Right. So, whereas, like, some people, like, move on to a different, like, Bejeweled or Uh something on their phone. Right. I always default to Pokemon. Sure. 
That, you know? and, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, if it's yeah. an entertaining thing for you. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. And you have all of this, you know, lore. And it's, yeah. <laughs> wiki. Yeah. Wiki fodder. Right. Uh... Cool. I uh, how do you how do you decide which one to play? Do you like read up on yeah. what's going to come out in the generation? Yeah. So they do. So it, the, the when line, did it become uh, DS versus Game Boy? Um, with Diamond. Okay. So Ruby, so Ruby Sapphire and Emerald were Game Boy Advance. Okay. The first and well, they also rebooted the original game. Right. Of fi- of red and blue uh-huh. as fire red and leaf green. They didn't make a remake blue huh. uh, for the Game Boy Advance. Um, and the diamond and pearl and platinum were the ones that were on the DS. Okay. And, and so it was heart gold and soul silver. Okay. So, yeah, and then that, and so it was Pokemon black and white and Pokemon black version two and Pokemon white version two. Mm-hmm. Those were all on. DS. Mm-hmm. So Pokemon X and Y was the first one on 3DS, and it's all in 3D. So oh. everything before that was done in sprites, and now they've actually modeled every single Pokemon in the game in full 3D, and you can even use the 3D slider so they like pop off. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what? I, this is the second time in maybe a week that I've heard the term sprites and not known fully what it means. So a sprite is like uh, the 2D. 2D graphics like uh-huh. Mario and like and like Mario Brothers. Uh huh. When he's running across the screen, that's a sprite. Okay. Why uh, is it's a, the... it's a just a a frame of animation. Okay. Right. Oh. So multiple frames of animation is a moving sprite. I see. Cool. Okay. Right. So that's just something I developers never call them actors as well because uh-huh. they're like you know actors in the scene. You know? Uh huh. But I just it just became sprites. Cool. Yeah. So there weren't even there weren't even like three D realized versions of right. anything no. that hadn't been you know. Uh, yeah. Once it hit the DS, like environments became three D, like buildings mm-hmm. became three D, and mm-hmm. like the trees and stuff. But the, when you got into battle, it was just like a sprite and another sprite, like <laughs> how you imagine. Oh sure. How you imagine it from the original Pokemon, you uh-huh. know, like. One is you see the full picture of one in the corner in the back of the one you got, and mm-hmm. he like shakes a little bit, and yeah. the other one shakes, and yeah. like something explodes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, or, yeah, depending on whatever yeah. the attack is, yeah. they turn into a ball of ice. Yeah, or right, whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. like a little fire thing spins around and like goes forward. Uh-huh. It's really simple. And then, right. uh, and, and then, that was still how it existed through existed the all DS the way, era. all the way until Pokemon X and Y, and then they actually made specific 3D models of every single Pokemon, which is kind of impressive because if you were just to get Pokemon X and Y, uh-huh. uh, there's, I think, 498 Pokemon in the all to be caught, <laughs> so to speak, right, yeah. nowadays, right? Uh-huh. 498, and I think they're introducing a new one, so it's actually going to go up to, like, 499 that you can... Well, it's going to be the fifth one... 500, 500 I don't know. Pokemon. I don't know. It's got to be something crazy. It's got to be something crazy. Crazy is exactly uh, what I was going to say. But uh, the uh, and that that number could be wrong as well because I'm yeah it could it could be over five hundred. I'm not a hundred percent certain. Um, but if you don't know, then I would so wager to guess that. Ninety nine percent of the yeah. people who would ever listen to this also wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, know. So I'm the expert. Let me tell you. I, I, it was it was like four hundred and sixty three around the time that I had caught like most of them. everything. Then they added all these legends. Okay, but um, so if you just bought Pokemon X off the street, you would <laughs> never see ninety five percent of the Pokemon that they modeled in the game. Some of them you would never 
even though you would have no way of getting if you just had Pokemon X. Because they all come from other, other games. games oh, right? but so they modeled all of them. All of them. Every wow, single, every that's single cool. Pokemon. Yeah. So that, because like, how lame would it be to right. carry over characters exactly. from other games and it yeah. be you know, boring and flat? Right. And, yeah. Uh, so every sprites. single Pokemon, even I'm the ones. i start using that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> even the ones that go all the way back to, like, Fire Red. Uh huh. And uh, Ruby, Emerald, for, so, because you could actually, theoretically, port your Pokemon from Emerald, Ruby, and Sapphire mm-hmm. for the po- Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. from 2008, mm-hmm. or earlier than that, 2006. I was say, yeah, 2006. It has to have been yeah. earlier than that. All the way to now. That's The crazy. same exact Pokemon. That's you really could have cool. All the way through. I had them all I, the that way. That has to be part of the staying power and appeal. Absolutely. Well, I had them all the way, so I had Pokemon from Ruby and all of those all the way to uh, Heart Gold, mm-hmm. and then I got mugged. Oh! And so I had I had about like four hundred and I had almost all of them, with the exception of like some you can only get in, at events. It was in your car. Stuff. It was in my bag in my car because I always keep it with Lame. me to play. Yeah, and so the guy when he stole my car, he stole my bag and. All of your, all of my Pokemon. That is, so and out exciting. of everything that I got mugged, uh, lost when I got mugged, that was the thing that was the most heartbreaking. Yeah, uh, but it's kind of fine now because it's kind of like I'm starting over. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a fresh start. Uh-huh. So I've, I've caught uh, probably another 121. So I'm getting back up there. That's awesome. <laughs> back on the horse. That's so. That's so sad. It's <laughs> so like. It's like a phoenix. I'm like a phoenix. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I actually. I actually. I was really sad at the time when it happened, uh-huh. right? Because it's like a lot of them were Pokemon that I've had for years. You mm-hmm. know that I've known. Like they were like they had like nicknames. Did you, were, I was gonna say yeah, you they had, nickname. Yeah, I don't nickname them anymore. I, right. I, I nickname. I nicknamed them then, and they were just like Pokemon that I had, and I, they were Pokemon I used for like the competitions and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And uh, competition. I told them. I told them monologue about it <laughs> i was not part of the group when you told yeah. this monologue uh, so like those are really special pokemon i've heard tell of yeah. this monologue but yeah. uh uh yeah. how what when did you do that how often have you done <laughs> was that only, when's was, the last time you did it i only i only went to a competition once um i played online a ton since mm-hmm. so i've been in like informal competitions mm-hmm. and on uh on forums, they have competitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you like just like have a bracket and you play people online. Um, but I went to I went to one in person competition <laughs> and I quit. Uh, before I, th- it I thought that was yeah because when <laughs> you I quit got, before it started. Yeah, because uh, I got there uh, and I had like worked on this team uh, because the the game of Pokemon is deceptively. Uh, Deceptively simple. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. It mm-hmm. appears really simple, but it's actually yeah. very complex. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, there's like this whole beyond just like beating up the guy and leveling your dudes. Mm-hmm. There's this whole other thing called EV training, which is like E V E E. No, just E V, like the letter oh, E V. Okay. It stands for effort value. Oh. And the E V being e- the name of, of a, Pokemon. a Pokemon, right? Confusingly, <laughs> right? Uh, there's this whole thing called E V training where you actually uh, uh, fight. You have your Pokemon fight specific Pokemon to raise certain stats. Oh, interesting. Uh, so if you had a Pokemon that you just took from level one and then you fed them 100 rare candies, which gives them like a level each time you do that. Right. Their stats would be 
worse than someone you actually trained. Right, right, right. So it, like, kind of, like, sort of uh, supplants that feeling of, like, actually physically training a Pokemon. Like, uh-huh. you know, uh, rah, 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 like, this is my buddy, you know? Like, I've taken <laughs> yeah. him around the world and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's like using performance-enhancing drugs. The rare candies are the PEDs of the Pokemon world. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, like, a Pokemon that you train yourself, you actually train, will mm-hmm. be way stronger. And so I done that. It's really late. It was super labor intensive then. What is E like? Is that just a place in the game that you access? No. EV training? What is. No. So that's. It's like a strategy that people have names. Yeah. So, well, it's the thing. EV is something that uh, Game Freak actually let people know that that's what they call it. Gotcha. But it's not a system that's tracked in the game. Gotcha. Uh, the whole thing about it is that it's completely nebulous. It's, it's all yeah, subjective it, to well, there's, game player. To there's game hard player. numbers to it, but they don't show you any of those numbers as it's happening. You just notice that your stats are increasing. Oh, uh, that's like, so funny. Like you fight Pokemon, and certain Pokemon give you a certain amount of EV points. And once you get enough EV points by fighting that Pokemon... And that Pokemon gives you EV points in a specific stat. So, uh-huh. like, like a Pidgey, right? With the bird? Yeah. Like, uh, will give you speed points. Uh, right. Speed EV points because yeah. it's a fast Pokemon. S- super fast. Right. Uh, and you beat so many Pidgeys, those EV points will translate into a stat bonus to your speed on the Pokemon. Okay. The idea uh, being yes. that Pokemon is bottom. I understand the concept. It's yeah. interesting. So, you have to literally seek out. Uh, opponents that you want to improve your stats against. Right. Uh, So this was an aspect of the competition? Well, this is an aspect of preparing for the competition. Right. So, like, uh, you want your team to be at its peak, right? You uh-huh. want to train them. You want to make the fucking Lakers, right? Right, right. <laughs> Like, yeah. you don't want to come in with some scrub Kobe team. Kobe Bryant's EV yeah. training is probably through the roof. Yeah, for real, right? <laughs> so I had this whole team that I EV trained, oh. which takes weeks and weeks. Uh-huh. They were like the destroyers of worlds. They were like, you know, like cut, you yeah. know? Like, oh, yeah. and that bitch yeah. will get cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they were all, they were all real hell raisers, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them were very nice. Uh, and then when I got there, like, uh, there's just a bunch of kids. There's, there's some teenagers and stuff. There's some, there's maybe like one other person my age and, uh, they were all like kids and stuff and they all had like their teams and they were like, their teams are like their favorite Pokemon. And some of them like were legit. Like some of those teams were like legit would probably crush me. But then there was just like enough kids that were like, I had my Pikachu and it like, you couldn't do it. Yeah. It like, there weren't other people. Like yourself? Not many, no. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this was three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the competition? Uh, I was at a GameStop and like uh, 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 Edgewater. Okay. Yeah. So it's not, it, it was just at a GameStop. Yeah. Well, so, like so a, it was like, so it wasn't like a big like. Like like a magic like, right. Grand Prix or something. Right, it was right, like, right. It, but it was uh, entry level qualifier for oh, upper things because so, they have a world tournament and everything. I see. There there is an actual Pokemon Championship League. So you might life. have been yeah. able to win that GameStop competition of but Pokemon. If I won it though, it would have gone. I would have been uh, an automatic into the next level uh-huh. of competition. And you just and you would do just it. go up from there. <laughs> I couldn't do it. No, like, it just it broke my heart in a weird way. You know, like yeah. and it kind of like. 
like there were there were a few people like my age and stuff like that, but it wasn't enough to make me feel like this was Good like the thing it. that I should be doing yeah. with my time or my <laughs> life. You know, oh, no. it was like That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like I remember what we talked about earlier about like. When you open the door, like you, oh. you like build this thing inwards that uh-huh. you really like, and oh, then you're like, and you're opening, opening the, door the door to a bunch of small children, and yeah, and you're and like, they were all orcs, and yeah. tore you down, and you're like, they stormed yeah. the helms deep yeah. of your love yeah. for Pokemon. So I closed the doors <laughs> right quick and went back to playing on my free time and playing That's online. Yeah, so funny. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Twitch plays Pokemon. Okay. Because this is something that it brought Pokemon, uh, I want to say, back into the zeitgeist. Sure. Uh, at least while Twitch Plays Pokemon was happening. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how many people outside of, like, the realm of what that was actually... Like, knew what it was. Knew what it was yeah. or what was going on. Uh, well, Twitch Plays Pokemon was really cool. I, I participated in it. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. I, I was active on that. I don't that. think I did. I, wa- I watched it a yeah. couple of times. Yeah. I was I was actively pressing up and A and B and trying to make <laughs> things happen. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> not that it really meant anything. I didn't. No. I don't think I actually accomplished anything. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, Twitch Plays Pokemon. Someone ran an emulator, which is like a, a, a program for your computer that you can run like ROMs of games. Okay. So basically, if you took like a oh right, you could right. take like a cartridge and you could flash the memory onto your computer okay. and basically play the game without having the cartridge. Mm-hmm. And then the emulator emulates the hardware that it would play on. Okay. So you could emulate a Game Boy on your computer. Right. Uh, and then. Maybe talk about that on talking games every once in a while. Yeah, right? Uh, well, this is the primer for them. <laughs> uh, so you listen to this, you can listen to talking games now. Uh, right. Yeah. If you so, enjoy this, check out our other podcast. So this, this, so this guy, uh, I don't know who the guy is, uh, he set up a, a program hooked into his Twitch account that... So Twitch is a Twitch is a server streaming. for emulators, or no? Twitch is a streaming service. It's okay. a video streaming service. Think of YouTube, uh, but only live streams. Oh, okay. So it's okay. like live streams, and specifically live streams of video games. Okay. So it's just live streams of people playing video games. Okay. You know, and it's mostly like StarCraft and like Street Fighter, like comp- competitive stuff. Cool. Um, but this guy, he and the people like the idea that people watch people play video games is still so like not only watch them and but foreign to me thousands and millions of people watch them yeah during the uh, during i know they just did an episode of talking games about yeah. that of oh uh, yeah the like reasonings behind during the evo it. evo uh which is the street fighter like the fighting game uh Championship competition competition. Uh, well, that makes more sense. You're there's like people there was like yeah, millions yeah. of people watching yeah. it. You know, I used uh, to date a guy who uh, did Halo competitions and would watch yeah. every year when the Halo competitions yeah. came that around. That guy was way cooler than me when at my Pokemon competition. <laughs> <laughs> was he though? <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. Anyway, so so oh, this no, guy, great guy, just <laughs> super yeah. loved Halo. Yeah. So so this guy so this guy he hooked. So you can also there's a there's a chat as well, a live chat. Like okay. a, like a AOL chat room sort of thing. Oh, um, on, via to Twitch, right? And um, he hooked up that chat to this program that he ran, and all you had to do was in the chat type le- up, down, left, right, A, B, start. You could type in any of that stuff, mm-hmm. and the 
program would pull that chat information mm-hmm. and put it into the game as an input. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you typed up in the chat, the game would process that up and the character would move up. Mm-hmm. So like if one person's doing that, he could play Pokemon using yeah, the chat. Using his keyboard. Right, 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 using right. his keyboard. Yeah. But it's processing every single piece of chat that's going through the program. So the so once you Ash s- is just going bonkers. <laughs> so, so once... Like, so you can imagine, if one person playing Pokemon, fine. Two people playing Pokemon gets a little more complicated. <laughs> Five people playing Pokemon, same game Pokemon, same chat, gets way more complicated. Ten people... Well, and all essentially simultaneously. Simultaneously, right. Yeah. Um, once you get to the high mark of where Twitch Plays Pokemon was at, 80,000 people were playing <laughs> so the same crazy. exact game of Pokemon. Uh that's so, so crazy. So, uh, that was one of the reasons why I wanted you to talk about it yeah. was because it was so popular right. and so like pervasive yeah. while it was going on. Right. That I think it's important for people to understand that that is so that this is like such yeah. a still a large por- part of like yeah. pop culture. It really was. I uh, and uh, it was, it was Pokemon too. Red, right? Uh, or, yes, it was Pokemon Red. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, the uh, yeah, it was over. I think at its height, it was 140,000 people were in the same room at the same time. That's crazy. Um, but it was usually averaged around 70 to 80,000. And, it, and it's not even like it, those were the only 140,000 people that no. played the game. At yeah. some point, I'm sure there were tons of others who oh, participated. Yeah. In just- oh, no, yeah, it was it was in and out. So, yeah. like, there was a community that was built up around it uh-huh. to make it keep going overnight. So, like, at different time zones, people were be, would be taking up. The that game, crazy. Uh, the game actually uh, was beaten by the Australians. Oh, that's uh, so funny. Because uh, that the Australians it was just when they it got up. to the yeah, point, and they were at the, the they game. were at the final the final match against. It the took how many days? It took two weeks. Which is crazy to think about. It like is. that was really fast. I said, uh, and it's yeah, yeah for for it to have just been a essentially a random sequence <laughs> of right. It makes you wonder whether. If it had not been a crowd uh, sourced yeah. uh, strategy, if it had just been a randomized sequence so of they did a they did a test of that. There was another one. There was another one that was way less popular popular running at the same time. Of it was Twitch plays Pokemon uh, uh, em, or Sapphire. Uh-huh. Or no, Emerald. Uh, and it was just random inputs. Huh. And he was still progressing. He, uh, I think that, I think that actually beat the game before. No, it didn't. No, I think that people still beat the game before the random huh. inputs did. That's interesting. Um, the, the fuckery of Twitch plays Pokemon was that, uh, halfway through it, uh, <laughs> they got to, so there's this, in, in Pokemon Red and Blue, there's, uh, the, uh, uh, Team Rocket Base, mm-hmm. which has these uh, directional pads that when you stand on them, they shoot you up in a direction, and there's like a maze that you have to navigate. Now, when you're one person, going through that maze oh, is pretty simple. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And you, you have to hit it. You have to go in the correct order, uh, and there's a bunch of places like that in the game. Uh, when you know 140,000 people are trying to get navigate a maze like that, that can you can fuck up really easy. And if you take one step, one step in the wrong direction, you have to reset the whole thing. And That's to reset the whole thing, you have to walk all the way around. Crazy. So that one section of the game took two and a half days to beat. <laughs> and they had a Pokemon in their party that they referred to as Dig Rat. 
who had the move dig on him. And when you use the move dig out of battle, it takes you out outside of whatever dungeon you're in. Oh, And it right. treats the Team Rocket base as a dungeon, even though it's in a building. Oh, So no. there were many times where they would get through the maze, and then they would dig back to oh, no. the uh, beginning of it and oh, have to do the no. whole thing. Again. <laughs> no. And we all, just because it was, like, randomly yeah. select yeah. this yeah. Uh, character, select this thing that that character right. can do. And so they started describing... So, like, you hear about, like, the Helix Fossil and everything. Uh-huh. And they st- that's because they started describing narrative to everything that this guy was doing the uh, character was doing uh-huh. and one of the things that he, he <laughs> oh, had, so he had so he had an item called the helix fossil and uh, uh he accidentally that well the randomness of the chat kept in combat selecting item and then selecting helix fossil uh-huh. so it just would constantly instead of actually doing anything which he, does nothing, nothing in, in battle in fact right. it says the professor you hear the professor says he says it's not red it's not time for this yeah. sort of thing yeah. 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 And so, do you get to have a move if you do that what the helix fossil uh uh-huh. well you actually turn the helix fossil into a pokemon you actually uh turn the fossil into uh omanite so, uh when you use it in battle no, you actually have to take... Eventually. No, have, I'm saying, like, would he have lost a, a move in the uh, no, battle? No, 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 it doesn't do anything. Okay. It doesn't do anything. Okay. So it, it uses, <laughs> you just keep, they just keep hitting A. Right. Uh, yeah. And so it's, so there was all this art of this, this madman <laughs> holding this fossil up to his head, you know, like, <laughs> constantly referring to it. hilarious. Yeah, I mean, all hail the Helix fossil right. uh, pervaded nerd culture so Right. quickly. It well, was crazy. They built up this whole thing because if you go to the computer uh, to deposit a Pokemon, <laughs> uh, the game has an option that uh, is what is not really used that much. It's called the release option. Mm-hmm. And you can take your Pokemon that you're depositing and release them into the wild mm-hmm. and they're gone forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so every time the uh, Twitch team would get to the computer, everyone would get like super quiet. <laughs> Because no one wanted to accidentally do it. Well, because well, no. I mean, everyone would be pressing everything, but at any moment, something something could get terrible could happen. (laughs) Uh, And there was a running Google document that everyone was upholding, which was a. Uh, that covered all of the Pokemon that were released over the course of the game, and they and it's they like treated in memoriam. Yeah, and they treated all of them as uh, as uh, sacrifices of the Helix Fossil. There was like a whole mer- meta narrative of of like one Pokemon that they were yeah. trying to pull out of the box, and the act of trying to get them out of the box ended up making them release like four of the popular Pokemon, including uh, their starter. Uh, they released their Charmander, oh, which uh, no. yeah. Well, I, I think that all of that is just a testament to uh, the significance that people can ascribe to seemingly the most yeah. silly, mundane things. <laughs> yeah, really. But, like, think about yeah. how much enjoyment people are still getting out of oh, all yeah. of that silly Twitch Plays Pokemon stuff. Yeah. I dig it. I have nothing... I see no qualms with it. Yeah. Um, I, I think I... Uh, I won't... 
I won't say snapped. Some might say snapped. But at some point, I made a snarky comment to you in a Nerlogs rehearsal because it had gone off on a tangent. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, guys, let's get back on track, which is a totally reasonable yeah. thing for you to have said. <laughs> and I was like, cool, we got to get back on track now. But we spent 20 minutes talking about Twitch plays <laughs> yeah. before the meeting started, which is the key point of the story is that that was before the yeah, meeting started. Right. Uh, but, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Just for the sake yeah. of... <laughs> <laughs> That's the effect that Twitch plays Pokemon oh, had man. on the Nerdlogs really at the does. time. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Which is a real, real change uh, in the. Uh, it's a real sea change in the group because when I first, when we first started in the Nerdlogs, I was playing Pokemon uh, then as well, and uh, I was made fun of by the group. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, relentlessly for playing it. Uh, That's funny. Uh, so it's a real change, both in like tone within our own group. And then I feel like, I I think you're right, but I also feel like you probably, that's probably why you came in so sheepish. You've had to like suppress your own love of all this uh, game playing. Uh, Man, I know that we could talk way more about this, Uh, but it's it's wrap up time. Uh, How do you feel that your love of Pokemon has influenced you creatively and in your life in general? Oh, man. (laughs) Wrap up time when you're going to throw that question as the last one. Yep, yep. Well, Uh, I mean, not wrap up as in, uh, this is just the Uh, last 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 segment. segment. Okay. Uh, Creatively, I... I don't know if Pokemon's really influenced me that much creatively. Uh, it, it, if anything, it's it's anti-creative. Uh, not 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 that it itself is anti-creative. Right. Uh, for me, it's the most relaxing thing I can do. Right. It is literally like what it means to. It reminds me of home. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a weird thing to say about it. Uh, but like, whenever I'm stressed out or whenever like something weird has happened uh i always have like this stupid game to kind of like fall back on Mm -hmm. you know like sure it's always something i can kind of return to sure and i can always make forward progress in Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. in a weird way Mm -hmm. so it's like no matter no matter what's happening in the in the world or what like like if we have we're doing a show and like something sets us back and i get really stressed out right you know i know i can always make progress in this (laughs) Sure. And it reminds me of home because of playing it since I was, like, yeah, a kid. Yeah, of you course. Know? And it's, uh, you know, there's an inability to separate yeah. the two. Harry Potter always makes me very, right? like, homesick. Right. And and for no other reason than yeah. I read those books while I was growing up. Yeah. Uh, you know, fairly obsessively. Yeah. <laughs> it's like home cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's... If, if it had a smell, it would, you know, it would be, I don't know, it would remind me of home. I, I, it's it's a strange thing about it. Mm-hmm. it. It always, every time I play it, I feel warm. That's awesome. You know? But not mm-hmm. in a, not in a creepy way. <laughs> I, I, uh, I love that. I, I like the, the idea of it just being... Um, comforting, uh, the, the comfort food that is Pokemon. Yeah. (laughs) Um. It doesn't, cause like the game doesn't try to be anything bigger than what it is. Mm -hmm. Every single game, regardless of what generation you play, starts exactly the same and ends exactly the same with minor variation, but it always starts exactly the same. You're some kid or whatever. You get a choice of one Pokemon that's either a fire or water or a grass one. Mm-hmm. And then you go off into the world. You put, you fight a bunch of gym leaders. 
And then you eventually get to the Elite Four, and you beat them, and then you beat the final Is boss. Is it the Elite Four in every There's game? There's an Elite Four for every region. Oh, it's just a different Elite Four. It's a different Elite, Elite Four, four yeah. And then you beat the Pokemon Champion, and then you become the League Champion. And there's always some team involved. It's not. It's only Rocket in the first one, and then they become different teams later on. What are the other teams? Oh man, there's... I had. I've only ever associated Team Rocket with mm-hmm. being the enemies. There's a different team for every single one. Uh, like the most recent one in X and Y is Team Flare, uh, <laughs> which they're the they're the least interesting one to me. Uh, I actually like Pokemon Black and White's version the best. Are their team the best? Which is uh, Team Plasma. Ooh. Because uh, Team Plasma, their whole deal is that they look like Templars. Uh, like like Knights Templar. Oh, okay, you know? okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, So they have, like, the tunics, white tunics with, like, an emblem on there. That's kind of awesome. And they awesome. have, like, chain mail and uh-huh. stuff like that. And uh, they're, they're, like, an empire. They're an empire. Uh, and their whole deal is that they're trying to liberate Pokemon. Uh, which seems really altruistic, but the whole point of it is that they're trying to forcibly separate people from Pokemon. Interesting. So it kind of brings all these. There's all this politics yeah, behind Yeah, or as much politics as like a, a, a children's oh. game could really have, right? <laughs> I, I would uh, venture to say that after working with you for almost a year creatively now, uh, that I do think it's influenced you creatively. Mm. I think that you... Uh, specifically just operate, you really thrive in creating um, uh, worlds and Mm -hmm. lore and mythology. And I know that's probably a result of a lot of things that you love and a lot of things that you've always loved. But hearing you just, you know, quantify all this information (laughs) that you have encyclopedic (laughs) knowledge of is you could do the same thing with every, like, nerdlock dumb Nerdlogs yeah. thing that we've come up with for, for the sure. sake of the group. You know for what sure. I mean? Yeah. You could tell, you could make, you could rattle off the same Wikipedia page information yeah. for what the Gordon Lords are. And uh, so, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And you, love it. <laughs> yeah. and you love it. So like, I, 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 uh, I think that, um, as much as it just seems like, uh, a distraction and a release and uh, comfort. I do think there's a lot of. I can see a lot of mm. uh, places where it's like, it's like leached kind of, yeah. into to the way yeah. you kind of see the world and the way that you see things that you love doing creatively. Sure. Yeah. I think that's a fair point. I don't want to put that on you, but no, I didn't think I mean, you would disagree with me. Yeah. You didn't. You uh, you didn't say anything negative. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> and also, everything you do is dumb. And, uh, for some reason, everything has to evolve. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I mean that's true. Those are those are all the things that I really enjoy. Uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoy detail. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost to a fault. And there are you know? yeah, right, like yeah, uh, and like my favorite things about Pokemon are the fact that there's so much detail. Like there's so many mm-hmm. things, so many Pokemon. That's what, all, yeah, and they're all so detailed. They mm-hmm. all have different, you know stats and different abilities and different builds and different evolutions and you know mm-hmm. there are some pokemon that have like six different ways you they can evolve you know there's some pokemon that have 12 different ways that they can evolve you know and that is crazy as yeah. someone who only played in the first yeah. generation whereas very simple like this turns into this the which yeah. turns into this uh with small exceptions of right. you know this can turn into a bunch of different things depending right. on what you expose it to yeah. I don't think so. yeah. uh 
cool. I think I I think that is totally apt yeah. uh, regarding you know your <laughs> attention to detail to a yeah. fault. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something that is so important and you know and you've uh surrounded yourself with people who can totally appreciate that and also counter it with well yeah (laughs) let's not get bogged down i think i mean that's not that that's always the case no no i think dude that's one of the reasons why kevin reader and i (laughs) have worked together and will continue to work together forever yeah uh you're almost the yin and yang we are totally we are totally yin and yang Mm -hmm. uh in a lot of ways when we overlap i mean he can be detailed and i can be you know whatever broad broad pictured as much as each other Mm -hmm. We, we overlap enough but for the most part it is Kevin's like, this is my vision. And I'm like, cool. How are we going to do it? Yeah, totally. I I can absolutely see that. Uh, anything else that you feel like you want to, uh, I mean, I know we only scratched the surface of the amount that you know about this and the amount that you love about it. Yeah, I think we talked about all the interesting things. (laughs) I would beg to differ. so much. Uh, But I wanted to give you the opportunity if you felt like there was anything uncovered that you wanted specifically. Oh, what's your Uh, favorite Pokemon? That's a good question. Uh, We have to talk about that. Uh, Blastoise is the best Pokemon. Blastoise is 100%. It's also my favorite. Yeah, Blastoise, I mean, it's a a giant turtle with cannons. It's fucking amazing yeah it's the it's my favorite pokemon yeah it's my first it's my first pokemon it so, was my first yeah. as well so I, I chose squirtle coming yeah, out of the gate same in pokemon red yep so i've i chose squirtle as well and it that stuck yeah so i've i've had blastoise has been in every party on every game that i've ever had good because yeah. blastoise is amazing <laughs> yeah blastoise is the best uh, uh Heart, I would assume Heart Gold is your favorite of the games, if that's the one you spent um, most time on. That's I, actually not true. Even though I spent the most time in there, it's not my favorite one. Um, my favorite uh, right now, man, I want to say that Pokemon X is my favorite because it is the 3D version. Because uh-huh. like, it's really cool to see all the Pokemon in 3D. Uh-huh. Do you have a 3DS? Yeah. This oh, is this is yeah. a 3DS. Okay, yeah. I want to see yeah. some of the sure. stuff. Yeah, after. Uh, that's not yeah. interesting yeah. podcasting. Yeah, it's not. It would yeah. be interesting for me. Uh, it's, uh, I would say Pokemon X is my favorite because of the visual, like, of being able to see it all. Sure, it's hard to and, even compare. And the game is way easier to get into for first-timers. Cool. Uh, so if you are interested in Pokemon at all, like, mm-hmm. uh, and you have a 3DS, pick it up because it's... It, they everything that I've rattled off that it was really com- sounded complicated. They have Simplified even EV it. training. They are transparent about it now. Cool. So if you wanted to even get competitive, you could That's awesome. do it easy. Um, but my favorite one, I'd have to say, is, is uh, Diamond, um, which is interesting. The, well, uh, the one where uh, it was the first one of the DS generation, mm-hmm. and it was the game that I got back into Pokemon oh, really with. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Uh, and also because the story in it's just bazonkers. Cool. Like the legendary Pokemon in it are uh, the Pokemon of time and space. That uh, sounds amazing. And <laughs> it's also where you encounter Arceus, which is the god Pokemon. I mean, right. So it's like no game can have any legendary stuff that matches that. How, How epic <laughs> that is. Because, I mean, there's a whole... We could spend a whole another podcast talking about the meta the narr- the meta narrative of Pokemon that involves uh-huh. like the fact that there are Pokemon there's a Pokemon of time and there's a Pokemon of space and they've collectively created space time. <laughs> so like the rules of physics as we know it have been created by Pokemon. <laughs> 
It's nuts. <laughs> like, the Pokemon creation myth uh, is bazonkers. That is crazy. <laughs> and with that, yeah. I, I'm glad I did. Yeah. I'm glad I got back to some rapid-fire questions. Because yeah. I, I, I would have been absolutely remiss if I hadn't asked you what your favorite Pokemon was. Yeah. Uh, so... And Blastoise is the Blastoise best. Blastoise is a jam. And everyone should watch the uh, Nerdalogs produced Pokemon creationist yeah. debate video. Yeah. Uh, I'll link it in the notes if yeah. you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, but it, it kind of hits home a yeah. lot of uh, the silly things about why we like this yeah. and what we do as a group. Yeah. Even I think it's pretty representative of uh, yeah. what we're I capable mean, of. <laughs> those Pokemon. It was Claire who wrote this great sketch and then was like, "Here, put a bunch of Pokemon." <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about Alakazam's boobs yeah. and what done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, this has been so great. It's been great. Yeah, I was really nervous about uh, talking about this stupid thing. Uh, I'm the, glad that you found it in- entertaining. I hope people did too. I am certain others will. Cool. <laughs> Chris, I love you and I mean that. I love you and I mean that, Mary Beth. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.